Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. It's UFC Fight Week, but uh, Ed also has an interview coming up at the end of the show. Uh, Ed, uh, tell the fans what you got going on here. Yeah, lots going on this week. I mean, we got PFL, we got Bellator, uh, Phoenix Tournament with Invicta FC on Access TV. That's... uh, June 11th, 8 p.m. Friday, Access TV and YouTube if you don't have Access TV. I spoke with one of the competitors, Jillian DeCourcy. Um, you can look for that interview. There's, there'll be a written piece over at MyMMAnews.com, as well as the audio portion of that interview for our audio listeners on this podcast at the end of our portion of the, you know, us doing our picks for the freaking buttload of fights coming up uh, starting from Thursday through the weekend. So uh, uh, just make sure you stay tuned for that. For our audio listeners. Yeah, and just for those that aren't super familiar with Invicta, um, it is an eight-woman, one-night tournament. Uh, so there's a little bit of old-school feel. And uh, as Ed mentioned, props to Invicta for putting their product on YouTube for everybody to view, uh, no matter what cable or uh, streaming service uh, you may have. So that's Invicta this Friday night. And uh, best of luck to Jillian. So Thursday basically kicks the week off. Um, we don't have picks for this event, but we've mentioned it in the past, and we figure we need to throw it out now. PFL uh, returns again uh, for week four of their regular season, uh, headlined by Clarissa Shields in her MMA debut. Uh, I, I guess, is she considered the, the pound-for-pound best women's boxer right now? Is that pretty, yeah. pretty common knowledge? Yeah, she faces Brittany Elkin. Um and she's also facing uh, uh, Brady Elkins. Been fought in PFL before. I think she was. Uh, I forget who's. Uh, I got to close this window. Sorry. Sorry for that noise. Um, but um, unfortunately, that's where my my freaking card was. But yeah, uh, she's facing Brittany Elkin in in, in uh, Shields MMA de- debut. But Elkin is is a seasoned grappler, uh, brown belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and and um, it's definitely a, a striker versus grappler. But a lot is being made of you know like like the matchup. And of course you have all these other guys there. There's guys that lost, you know, uh, like Anthony Pettis lost in his debut. So this is his last chance to get back and advance into the, into the uh, postseason playoffs and same for Lance Palmer, who was the uh, 2018, 2019 champ. So there's, uh, there's a lot on the line. Uh, So we have events from PFL this Thursday, next Thursday, and then on the 25th. And that finishes out the season. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Fabricio Wardoon was was removed from PFL six, which is the one that was supposed to be at the end of the month. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. I do have I had to close the window. That's where all that noise is coming from. But um, I'm sure you'll find news about that because that news broke today. Um, but yeah, PFL is definitely going to kick your weekend off um, right if you're if you're a fight fan as we move into Friday, which is uh, it's going to be a dual screen night for for me. For Bell- with Bellator 260 and the Phoenix tournament. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Friday, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I'll be in Phoenix. Uh, so I will do my best to catch those fights uh, as I prepare for the UFC the next night. But yeah, the thing about this this uh, PFL card is uh, for the first time ever, you got guys, you know, you got two-time champion um, Lance Palmer, who's on the, on the, 
you know, hanging by a thread right now. Uh, he lost to Bubba Jenkins in his last fight. And then you mm-hmm. got big free agent signing uh, Anthony Pettis, who also lights, lost his fight. So it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. But, um, you know, guys like Clay Collard and, and as I said, Marcin's held some of these guys who have uh, bounced around a little bit now seem to be getting in their groove a little bit uh, might be kind of the way for the new, for, you know, for the rest of the season. Uh, so maybe we'll get some new blood in the, uh, in the final four, uh, which might not be best for uh, PFL's viewing numbers, especially if Pettis isn't around, but um, certainly exciting for us fight fans who are yeah. interested in seeing uh, maybe some of these guys land that million dollar check. I think the PFL, the thing with the PFL, I mean, I, I feel, uh, I mean, and I know uh, Peter Murray, every time he addresses the media this, this week, you know, because I've been connecting to everything, uh, like tomorrow I'll be connecting to Bellator's uh, media day via Zoom. I, I did today's uh, PFL stuff via Zoom. And um, the thing is, Peter Murray, every time, he, he always seems to have to remind fans that are, because especially there's a lot of new, you know, with the names they're getting, there's a lot of new eyeballs coming in, and he, and he has to, you know, remind fans how the PFL works, different from every other MMA organization. You know, you win, you advance, you lose, you go home. And now we're in the loser go home part. Um, so if if Anthony Pettis doesn't win, pick up any points, you know, that's going to be it, it's a lot of people like like you said, people are going to think like it's not you know ideal, but it it also is just more. In my opinion, it's, it's a testament to what the PFL stands for as far as, like, when you come there, it's either you're, you're no – doesn't matter how popular you are, what you do is all that matters, and, and that's why trash talking and rankings and all that stuff matters at the end of the day. It's, uh, you know, who's winning, who picks up the Ws. You know, that's something like – not for nothing, if, if, if there was a PFL back in Fedor's prime, he would have been, like, a multi-time – you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He would have been like a, a multi-year champion and yeah. a couple of million dollars richer. But uh, I mean, I'm just using that example because he had a very long, you know, un- it was a very long period where he didn't lose any fights. And I mean, that was like Lance Palmer in 2018, 2019. So he's another one that I'm actually really going to keep an eye on for for Thursday because uh, you know, with that, if he if he doesn't pick up any points, I mean, right now in their standings, when you're looking at the standings. Uh, I have him up here. Let me just really quick. Lance Palmer. Anthony Pettis is number nine out of ten. So he has zero points. You need to have you need to be in the top uh four to advance to the to the playoff in uh, August. So right now he's not there. Um that that's gonna change in the next three weeks, whoever whoever advances. But you know, it's just crazy to think that all these names that that you know Folks that are like right now, like Antonio Carlos Jr. is number two in his in the in the light heavyweights, and uh, you know this whole the, the Fabricio Werdum. It looks like they just removed him because yeah. of the removal. So that's a uh, you know that's disappointing. But you know Brandon Lafayne and Bubba Jenkins are they're number one and number two. And uh, he said at the first uh, post fight press conference, Jenkins was like, "It's probably going to be me and Lafayne in the finals at the on New Year's Eve." And um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but that's Lance Palmer's division, and he's ranked numbers. He's number six in their standings right now, which it means right if he doesn't win and pick up any points, he's probably not you know going to pick up another million dollars, which would be crazy, I think. Yeah, and the, the I mean, no, I mean, not to sound disrespectful, but it's going to yeah. sound that way. Um, <laughs> the the hardest part for Palmer is going to be he almost needs a finish. Mm. Yeah. Um, because his first round finish, yes, yeah, he, he almost needs a first round finish. Maybe a second round finish will get him in, but uh, he's got to get a finish. I don't even think a decision win 
barring everything, the whole script flipping and the guys who won, you know, last week all getting finished. I, I feel like uh, that's going to be his, his biggest challenge that also kind of that falls for Pettis too. Um, not that Pettis is, is not somebody who, who, who's constantly got finishes, but he uh, he's going to have the pressure on him to jump from nine to four. Uh, he's not going to be able just to, uh, you know, jog and jab his way to a, uh, to a decision win. So should be exciting. That's Thursday night. Uh, prelims are on ESPN plus main card is on ESPN two. So that, uh, that should be exciting. Uh, that's Thursday night. That brings us to then Friday night where, uh, we have the, uh, previously mentioned Invicta card, but we also have the, uh, Bellator 260. Bellator 260, and perhaps headlined by the number one fighter in Bellator right now, um, at least arguably for sure. Uh, but the 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 big three fights that night uh, that catch our eye um, will start off with uh, Aaron Pico makes his return to the cage. He was originally scheduled to fight a few weeks back. He'll fight Aiden Lee. Pico comes in at seven and three. Aiden Lee nine and four. We've talked about Pico extensively, probably more uh, more about Pico than any other seven and three fighter on the planet. Um, I, I I feel like it's just going to continue to get better for him. Um, those three losses are obviously uh, two of them are to killers. The first one was to a uh, a veteran that uh, in in Pico's debut. Uh, I I got to go Pico uh, KO knockout. Uh, left hook body shot basically however he wants to do it. Uh, mm. Although he has Junior's wrestling a lot lately. So we'll see how that unfolds. But uh, I, I think we're going to see some violent uh, Aaron Pico action on Friday night. Yeah. I um, I'm always worried when Pico fights just because he's, I mean, the seven and three record, you know, it's like, he'll do these. He's already got a, a, a highlight reel of knockouts that Bellator has been circulating on their social channels, but it, he's, it's also been, you know, like his debut, for example, he got submitted right, you know, in the first round. I mean, um, I know he switched camps and stuff, and he's been showing improvement. I mean, the kid's young is a powerhouse, but uh, I don't know if he's won enough fights in a row for me to think he's 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 gotten out of that um, green area. So I, I'm I'm gonna stay away from this one again. I, I hope he wins. I hope he wins. Love to watch him fight. I think he's a great fighter. Um, definitely, probably hits harder. He's probably the hardest hitting uh, featherweight in uh, in Bellator, you know, because of the body shots he's dropped people with. Looks like, I mean, I, I feel them at home. So yeah, he's digging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, it's definitely going to be one of those ones that uh, I'll win or lose. One thing about Pico, his fights are all entertaining. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from picking that one though. That brings us to the co-main event in uh, daily weight. The 175, the <laughs> newly formed, uh, seems like 175-pound weight class that Bellator is using for Paul Daly. Uh, Paul Daly faces Jason Jackson, though, who has been on an absolute tear. Um, just, I mean, taking everybody out, really. Uh, Neiman Gracie, Benson Henderson, Jordan Main, uh, Kunimoto. His only loss... Uh, in recent memories, a split decision loss to Ed Ruth, which I thought he won. Paul Daly is uh, coming off of another crazy fight. Uh, just mm-hmm. absolutely fight of the year candidate um, where he was heavily wounded and then uh, fought back and uh, finished off um, Hamasi. 
uh, in his last fight at Bellator 257. Who man, I see this is this is what this this sucks because I'm going to pick against one of my favorites. I love Paul Daly. I I he's literally probably my favorite 170 pound fighter in the history mm. of MMA. Uh, but I just feel like Jason Jackson is is right now kind of on another level. And I mm. for me, he came out of nowhere. Obviously, he's been cleaning house here in Bellator. I didn't know anything about him before his Bellator fights. Um, but uh, he, I just I don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that Jackson will probably do some kind of, you know, he'll do a lot of holding here, probably bring Daly. Down. If he dances around with Daly, then he's, he's dancing with the devil literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to pick Jackson. Um, I think he actually will probably finish this fight uh, mid second, early third round. Um, I hate to say that that's almost as bad as me picking against Fedor, but I, I I got to be as honest as I can, and I got to pick Jason Jackson to win this fight, especially coming off his win over Gracie. To me, that's yeah. a little bit of another level of a win. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with uh, Daly actually, just because I, I he seems he seems like he's got a renewed vigor. I mean, he knows he's on the the tail end of his career, and he, and uh, it looks like he doesn't feel he doesn't want to walk away. You know, he doesn't want to go out on his shield. He'd rather walk go out with his hands raised. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to pick daily just because, like I said, I feel like he's, uh, the, uh, the, like you said, the, the daily weight is, uh, you know, it's, if they're, they're hooking him up to go out with, uh, you know, uh, comfortable weight, so it doesn't affect him too badly. Then, uh, I think we're seeing it in his recent performances. And I, I think we'll see that, uh, I, he, I think he may surprise us, uh, against Jackson. I don't know what the odds are. On that fight, but I mean, I would imagine Jackson is a favorite there just because of the. But I think those numbers, if you look at the numbers on the screen here, that experience, that forty-three, I mean, even the forty-three and seventeen, I mean, that's you know, that's a, the, Jason Jackson doesn't even have as many total. It's like a fraction of Daly's experience, and I think that can, that counts for a lot, despite the height advantage and what have you. So on the youth advantage, but uh, I'm 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 not I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go fanboy and, and stick with Daly. Yeah, no, I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that's the last time I ever pick against Paul Daly, but I did. So I will have to live with how that unfolds. Uh, either way, I see that being a great fight, though. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't it's not going to yeah. be one to miss. That's, no. There's going to be excitement in that fight uh, no matter who. Oh, yeah, it's on top. busy night for sure. Yeah, and then that brings us to the main event, um, fight I've been looking forward to for uh, personally for over a year now. I know it just got announced a couple months back, but uh, – had my eye on uh, Amasov. He comes in now at 25 and 0, and he faces, uh, I mean, I, I would say number two behind Pitbull, maybe three behind Pitbull and McKee, uh, number three pound for pound, uh, best fighter in Bellator, Douglas Lima, um, the uh, the welterweight champion of the world uh, for Bellator MMA. Uh-huh. Oh man, again, this is a. Uh, this is a tough, tough fight. Lima ranks real high in my uh, in my rankings of dudes that I love to watch fight. Uh, but I think I'm actually going to pick the upset here. I don't know what the odds are. I imagine Lima's favored. Tapology doesn't have the odds for Bellator right now listed. Uh, but I feel like Amasov, if he's able to get this fight to the ground, that's where Lima's weakness is. Um, I feel like we kind of saw that with Rory McDonald. Uh, even though Lima beat the hell out of his legs in their first fight, uh, 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 Rory was able to get the fight down to the ground and, and work his stuff. Now, obviously Lima has 
gotten better since that point, as witnessed by the destruction of Roy McDonald in his in his next fight. Um, but there's something about being 25 and 0. He's either 25 and 0 on a built up record, but we've seen what he's done in Bellator, so mm-hmm. I, I got to throw that out the door. I'm going to go with Amasov by. Uh, Oh wait! See now, it's a five-round fight. Mm-hmm. It's a fight that changes things too. Three-round fight. Yeah. I'm taking Amosov by unanimous decision. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Amosov wins by a decision. I don't think the last couple rounds will be exciting if he wins. I think it'll mm-hmm. be him grabbing and holding and, and trying to hold on. Um, I'd love to see Lima do his highlight thing, but I'm going to go with Amosov by uh, by decision win um, in a very close, grinded-out style of fight. Yeah, I'm sticking with uh, Lima just because, um, you know, he's had enough time to to kind of hone his skills and, and rest. I think I think time off counts a lot for especially guys like him that are champions. Um, I feel like he can hurt him. He's definitely got a, a bit of a re- it's only he's six one versus six, so he's got a he probably has a bit of a height and re- reach advantage. Somehow, I feel like he could uh, kill. Um, like leg kicks will be a factor to the point that it's going to uh, take away Amosov's, you know, uh, pressure, mobility, footwork, anything he wants to do with as far as grappling goes. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a TKO comes in round three, four, um, just because, uh, like you said, I mean it's a it's a five round fight, and I think I think Lima's probably smart enough to um, probably smart enough to to kind of you know, uh, strategize against someone. Well, yeah. Like him. I mean, the strategy. Oh shit. Uh, so. still see me? Yeah. Okay, I lost my screen. <laughs> uh, there you go. We're back. Um, yeah, no, I, I, and that's a valid, valid point. I, I think he's going to have to weather an early storm if Amosov comes out, but mm-hmm. as, as the fight proceeds, if Amosov tires, uh, Lima is, is experienced enough and obviously crafty enough, uh, especially with his leg kicks and stuff. He might actually take away Amosov's ability to shoot that takedown much earlier in the fight than, he, than even I'm in, you know, that, that even that most people probably think could happen. So yeah. I mean, literally we've seen it in the last, you know, several months, it can literally take one kick. And yeah. It can, uh, it can change the entire momentum of the fight for, for all 25 minutes. So man, a uh, great card. Um, I know Bellator is having a uh, small crowd for this one, or at least a distance crowd. So there will be some noise in the arena, which will be, uh, be nice to see again for a Bellator card. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, those top three fights right there are all bangers. I I, I don't think this is going to be uh, yeah. take a bathroom break on and any of these fights. Prelims are always on the Showtime and Bellator YouTube channel. You can just real quick scroll through. So you can see uh, those are the other fights we didn't mention. Um, and then the prelims, notable names like uh, Taiwan Claxton, who's ranked number nine in the featherweight division. Nick Newell, who's a local favorite up in the Northeast here. Um, and a bunch of other great fights. That Amanda Bell's uh, fun to always fun to watch. Um, so if you're a, if you're a Bellator fan, definitely uh, your fights get started. I believe the first bell is at six, as always. Um, so that that should be fun. Yeah, and that'll be on Showtime on Friday night. Main card starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, and then uh, I'm not sure about the kickoff time for the prelims, but those will either be on the Bellator app or you Bellator. I just show. said six Channel. o'clock, but. All okay. Right. <laughs> well, okay. I thought I mean, we got time change here. Six o'clock is my main mm-hmm. card time. So, so the prelims start at six. So we got three hours of prelims, and then the main card uh, is nine o'clock your time. So that makes sense. Um, 
Now that brings us to, in theory, the main event of the week. Uh, I will be traveling on Thursday night, heading to Arizona for UFC 263, Adesanya versus Vittori, uh, rematch few years in the making. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> going to be a long night. Right now, 14 yeah. fights scheduled with uh, three five-rounders. <clears throat> main card looks uh, – can't complain about the main card. Uh, really can't complain about the card in general, but uh, <clears throat> main card kicks off with uh, – Jamal oh, Hill. I have to write down my picks because I got to submit them to uh, another site. Jamal Hill and Paul Craig. Uh, that kicks off the main card. Uh, Hill comes in. Despite the UFC wanting to call him 7-0, Tapology has him at 8-0. No, so uh, we'll go with Tapology. They also have Paul Craig uh, short a win also. So maybe we're just even it across the board. But uh, I'm going to go with Jamal Hill in this fight. Uh, I know Paul Craig is coming off a win over Shogun Hua finish uh, after previously having a draw with Hua uh, a year or so prior to that fight. Um, Craig can be exciting, but uh, I, I haven't been overly impressed with him. Uh, I know he basically saved his career a couple years back by pulling a triangle off with one second left in a fight. Uh, that would have uh, led to a four-fight losing streak and probably wouldn't would have been the end of his career, but he has rebounded. Uh, but Hill's been uh, undefeated uh, and 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 pretty much mopping the floor with everybody he's going with. I'm going to go with uh, Hill. Uh, what do we got? Three-round fight here. Let's say a, uh, I'm going to go a second-round knockout win for uh, Jamal Hill. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think uh, I think Jamal Hill uh, picks up a win. Um, he did. Uh, I the last interview I was allowed to transcribe over at MMAnews.com. Um, James Lynch did the interview with him for us over there, and uh, I I uh, I I can see that he's uh, he's got his eye on the prize. Um, I just I just think his head is in all the right places um, as far as like where he's at um, in his career right now. So I'm with you on that one. I'm uh, I think Jamal Hill can uh, pull it off. The and next then... fight gives us uh, one of the. Uh one of the legends of MMA who, who did not win a UFC title, uh, Damian Maya uh, versus Bilal Muhammad, uh, who's being rewarded with one of the most dangerous grapplers of all time <laughs> after Leon Edwards uh, decided to try to poke his brain through his eye. So uh, not exactly the reward that I would yeah. be looking forward to if I was Bilal, but, uh, but nonetheless, it's a main card pay-per-view fight against a known opponent. Whew. With that said, I, I think this is a really fun fight. I mean, we all know Maya, you know, K1 Maya has been around, but I don't think he's necessarily going to be used in this fight. Uh, I think for Maya to win this, it's going to have to be drag the dude down and uh, well, his, uh, what, else, what else is he going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, dude, we've, we've, we've seen him outstrike a couple of these guys. I mean, he did outstrike uh, friggin' Ben Askren. I mean, well, <laughs> so did Jake Paul. So let's not even. Hey, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That's why I mentioned K1 Maya because he has had some fights where his standup has actually looked pretty dang good. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but I don't think that's, that's not his route for victory on no. this fight. No, he's, uh, he's been adamant about making himself. He wants to leave. He's not trying to win titles anymore. He's not trying to, you know, he wants to be the, the, the new age jujitsu guy that walks away from MMA as the guy that, that like successfully used Brazilian jujitsu in the, uh, you know, in, in mixed martial arts. So no secret where I'm going with my pick. 
I'm going to go with Maya. I, I would love <laughs> to see him get a submission. I think this is only the second time I've been able to see him fight in person, and he took a loss in the uh, in the first fight mm-hmm. uh, I was at um, for UFC one. Well, it was uh, Sonnen uh, Silva two. So it's been a damn while. One forty eight. Um, uh, yeah, I want to see. I'd love to see Maya pick up a big submission win here. Like you said, I don't think we're the you know title shots or, or something that's probably long way down the line, but a chance to make some money and put up a few more highlight reel wins uh, before he walks into the sunset would be uh, would would be pretty cool. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Bilal Muhammad because I actually really like Bilal Muhammad. Any other fight, I usually pick Bilal Muhammad. I actually had him picked in the Edwards fight, like you said, and I mean you know, that's that's a weird way to move advance. Um, which is the, um, for the next fight we're going to be talking about. Um, you know, I, I I I had him pick to win that fight because yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a Muhammad fan, but I'm also you know I'm a fan of Maya and and again like just looking at the you know the the dynamics of both men. I I, I mean somebody as good as as Maya is at what he does, I feel like he'll find a way to just kind of um, bait uh, Muhammad into what he wants to do. I mean, that's pretty much what Maya does has done with most of his wins. Um, and I think even though he's one of those guys like Crow Cops left high kick back in the day, you know, you know, it's coming, but when it comes, you really can't stop it. So, yeah, I mean, in a sense though, this is also mm-hmm. a good chance for Muhammad to really, mm-hmm. because if he's able to survive what mm-hmm. Maya brings to the table, I mean, really the way to for him to win this fight is probably ground and pound by avoiding some submissions and hurting Maya on the ground. Yeah. That's, that's when we've seen Maya kind of fold is when yeah, he's uh, able to really get a couple that? shots. I, I think Woodley did that. I, uh, I forget the other gentleman. There's a couple of guys that did that. Wasn't a very fun fight, you know, because they were avoiding dangerous position. But, you know, if, if he fights smart like, the like um, you know, these other fighters did that were able to get past Maya, you know, He's gonna. Mohammed could definitely pull this off. And then again, Mohammed's a great fighter. I just, I, I just, I just see, uh, you know, Damian Maya, you know, imposing, imposing his, uh, you know, snake game. Stylistically, I think yeah. it's easier for Maya to win this fight by submission than it will yeah. be for Mohammed to, to finish off Maya. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm going. So uh, then that brings us to Leon Edwards, who we mentioned earlier, who's got rewarded for the eye gouge in his last fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he is rewarded by a big payday fight. It's five round. First time in UFC history, a non-main event, non-title Fire. fight, five round fight uh, versus Nate Diaz. I, uh, with that said about Edwards and picking Muhammad over him in the previous fight, I think Leon Edwards wins this fight 50 to 45. I, obviously everybody loves Nate Diaz. We've all loved him for almost 20 years it seems like now but uh i i just don't know where the the i don't see the 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 killer fighter that we used to see in the past uh, maybe it's that the competition now is just way too stiff for him to be able to do it but uh, i think leon edwards right now especially right now in their careers is uh, leaps and bounds ahead of nate diaz and um him knowing that basically all the cards are on the table for a title fight uh with a win right here uh i think i think edwards overwhelms Diaz. I don't know how he does it, but I, I think he, he ends up basically just sweeping the cards across the board. Yeah, I um listen, I hope Nate Diaz wins. I'm gonna say that right off the bat. I want him to win. Nate and Nick Diaz are are the modern day samurai that, you know, because they're they're always calling for pride rules. Anybody that wants pride rules is always gonna be okay in my book. Um I mean, they're fun. 
knows how to sell fights, trending on every everything. You know, they got they got great fan bases. They always look to stick it to the man. You know, they're anti-hero, whatever you want to call them. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is he cuts very easy. Um, we saw with the BMF thing, you know, that was that was, uh, that was was a sad ending for something with such a, a title, you know, over it. Because uh, to have it, to have fights over and over and over a technicality like the cuts, and I mean he gets cut very easy. So um, unless he he pulls off one of his uh, submissions out of the blue, uh, I, I can see uh, maybe in the later rounds or because um, he does take some time to get started too. We've seen that, and uh, somebody like Edwards is probably going to try to take it to him early to get an early finish. But um, if he doesn't, I see a cut happening. Or like you said, maybe he just grinds out a decision victory. But I see it ending either decision or TKO for Edwards. But uh, I'm going to be real happy if Nate Diaz does win, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, hmm. pretty much the sentiment across the board. I just I, I got to see. Might it. even put money on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Can you, can you backtrack to the odds? What were the odds on this fight? I think Edwards was a huge favorite, right? Yeah, Edwards minus five hundred yeah. to Nate plus Diaz. 355. Plus three fifty five. So hundred yeah. dollar bet on Nate Diaz would bring in. Three hundred fifty-five dollars, uh, yeah. which is obviously a nice, uh, nice little payday if if you were to pull that upset off. So that uh, that's the third fight. That's the first of the three five-round fights. The second one, a rematch from uh, arguably fight of the year, uh, Devison Figueredo <laughs> versus Brandon Moreno. This is the main event for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say that since I've spent so much damn time here over the years. <laughs> talking about uh, how I, I didn't have much love for this weight division, but these are the two guys that I also said have pretty, and along with Horiguchi, pretty mm-hmm. much brought me back to, uh, or brought me into this weight class, uh, and and showed me some star power that uh, I know Mighty Mouse had, but just it was a different era almost. Um, with all that being said, their first fight ended in a draw. Uh, there was a point taken away from uh, Figueiredo. Uh, for a uh, poke in the eye, or uh, no, maybe it was low blow. I honestly can't remember. What, I just watched the fight the other day, and I can't remember what foul it was. Uh, but anyways, a point was taken away for by Figueiredo. Um, I think this time around, this is probably not going to make you happy, Ed. But I think Figueiredo finishes this fight with a knockout uh, fairly early. I think he, uh, I think he lands something big, hard, and heavy on Moreno and is able to finish him in the second round. Um, not necessarily how I want the fight to go. Cause uh, I think Moreno went in, especially in Phoenix uh, or in, in Glendale uh, with the uh, likely, I mean, I saw when I saw Kane fight there, the crowd was probably 60% Hispanic. So I imagine that it's going to be something similar to that, um, which is always exciting when things go the crowd's way. Uh, but I, I just think Figueiredo, I, 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 I just I think he pulls this off. I think Moreno might have, in a sense, peaked a little bit in that last title fight. Um, not saying he will never be a champion, but when it comes to fighting uh, Davison, I, I think that he may have pushed his luck to the end. I think Figueiredo catches something and uh, is able to uh, finish Moreno before the uh, before the third round. Hundred percent disagree with you. I'm all Brandon Moreno. I think uh, he gets a. Uh... If he doesn't get a decision, I feel like he can probably maybe outstrike or exhaust uh, Figueiredo into some type of more likely a TKO than a submission. Um, but I also have to say, 
if we lose a fight, this might be the one that we lose because of Figueiredo's history of, uh, you know, making the flyweight. Uh, I mean, he's a champion. And I know he's done it enough times, but, you know, the after the last fight, I, the last fight, it came out that he was like he had some sort of illness. It seems like there's always something going on with him, his, his recent fights. So I'm just kind of like, if we lose one, this is going to be first. Usually when we lose one, it's one that hurts. And, and uh, this one, uh, to me, this is the one that's got the dark cloud over it. If, if we lose it, I hope it doesn't happen because this is the fight I've wanted to see since they last fought. In my opinion, it should be headlining. I honestly, I know we're going to do picks for the next fight. I really don't care about the next fight. I have a pick. I'm going to say it when we do it, but this is the fight for me. Like it, Bars are ba- open here back in New Jersey. If I go to a bar to watch it, I will probably leave when this fight is over. <laughs> Jeez. Mr. Casual Ed over here. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I think it's the more exciting fight of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're, we're uh, or I should say, I think maybe you're uh, playing it a little low on Adesanya considering what Blakovic did to him. Um mm-hmm. I do think that uh, Sonya is still one of the most dynamic, exciting fighters in all of MMA. Mm. Uh, I think that he has his hands full in this fight. Uh, I thought Vittori could have easily got the nod in their first fight. It was a decision win for Adesanya. Um, With me saying all that I just said, I do believe that uh, Blakovich... Uh, laid the groundwork on how to beat Israel Adesanya. And I think Marvin Ventori is almost a mini Blakovich when it comes to frame. Uh, Maybe not necessarily fighting styles because he doesn't have the the hammers in his hands. Uh, But I see him knowing what worked for him in the first fight, seeing what worked for Jan in, in the victory over Adesanya. And I see him trying to implement that plan. I think it's a similar to me, uh, somewhat like the Amasov fight with Lima in that I think he can do it, but can he do it for five rounds without tiring out and then eventually uh, succumbing to a rush uh, by Adesanya? I'm going to pick Vettori. Um, I, I, I've said it since the beginning, Adesanya's ground game just scares me. Mm. Uh, I, I think when people go to that, I, I think it's it opens up the door for a lot. And uh, he showed nothing against Jan. Given Jan probably had 20 pounds on him, maybe mm-hmm. more. Uh, but I was not impressed with his ability. He never was able to get up. He was never really able to transition. He really just kind of sat there and, and did his best to try to avoid getting punched. Um, Vittori's been super impressive lately. Uh, and I think that I think that this a win for Vittori here uh, sets up a nice trilogy fight um, that we could see uh, in the very new future. So I'm going to pick Marvin Vittori. Um, I'm going to go with decision, but I don't think it's out of the question that he can win by a submission uh, later in the fight. That's I the wonder what the odds are on that. Over, I mean, uh, he's the underdog still. He's the underdog, yeah. which he should be because he did lose the first fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's fair. Uh, the odds are a little bit more than I would – had uh, they got Vittoria at like plus 225, I would think he'd be mm. more like apply by about plus 180. Um, and I'd have uh, Israel about a minus 200 as opposed to a minus like 300 or so, which they have them now. I think that's yeah. a, a little bit bloated in my opinion, but I'm gonna go with the uh, Vittori by decision. Yeah. Um, and I and I 
I think I don't know if it'll be the most exciting fight. I think it'll be exciting because you'll be seeing maybe yeah. a new champ forming. Uh, but the real excitement could be if Vittori starts to get tired. Um, there could be a couple real nail biting rounds without Asanya uh, putting it on him, uh, trying to catch up on the scorecard. Yeah, I um, I disagree. I think Adesanya is definitely the type of fighter that does his homework on, especially if if when after picking up a loss. I know he's he pay as much as he says he ignores you know the hate and the trolling and stuff. He does pay attention to the the points they're making, and he's probably done something to correct it. I do think moving up in weight was probably the, a big mistake for him. He's obviously better when he fights at this weight in his weight class. Um, even Dana White said that at, after that fight. Um, but uh, I think he 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 likely is going to correct or focus on what wh- where that loss came from. And having crossed hands with Vittori before, he probably has a better idea on how to face him this time. So I don't think it's going to be fun. Again, I mean, when you're following guys like uh, you know Moreno and Figueiredo, you're probably you're probably going to have a lot to do to to, to make up for a fun fight. Um, but um, I don't see uh, again. I mean, I, I got Adesanya picked to win probably by decision, because um, just because Vittori is a pretty tough dude. Um, so that's where I'm gonna leave my pick, and uh, which is good because I I have to submit these later tonight. Well, I mean, across the board, we're uh, we've got a lot of different ones here, so there's mm-hmm. gonna uh, be some beers owed uh, potentially <laughs> one direction huh? or another after this fight, after these yeah. two events. But um, I'm wondering if I I'm like I'm I'm wondering how I'm gonna place my bets. Uh, I mean, it's all, it looks like I got a bunch of couple of underdogs picked. I might have to do a little parlay for <laughs> from <with> these two, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll figure it out as the uh, as the odds close up for the weekend. Man, uh, either way, I think we're in for a super exciting weekend of action. Uh, I mean, we can't expect every site to be a, a or fight yeah. to be a, a barn burner like. We uh, had. Just one thing, uh, C D Baca had put this up after we had done our, our pick for that uh, co-main. He talks about Moreno's boxing as a whole, but Figgy has slightly better stand-up overall. He does have a point there because that was one of the things that was annoying me about the first fight was Moreno's um, – Moreno has a weird uh, – um, I have to rewatch the fights because I forget what it is. I don't know if it's hands down or reaching out or or kind of coming in with this uh, this weird hand guard when he fights. And it's almost – I mean, it's almost to his detriment because – I know it's a bait to draw to draw people into an exchange, but it's it's a risky bait, and um, uh, that's a good point that uh, Paul Cidibaca makes uh, as, as we were done with that pick. But uh, it's not going to make me pick against him. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You, I don't think there's anything that was going to make you pick against him. <laughs> uh, the the you know it's crazy to see Figueiredo's twenty. I've seen him fight one time in person. He's twenty and one. And mm-hmm. I was at the one, so I did see him lose to Jushier Formiga. So uh, we will see if he goes zero and two on my uh, trips to visit watching him fight. That might be the end of watching Figa uh, in person. For our, for our video watchers, my apologies for my uh, background setup. I'm sorry, I'm back in the old the old uh, kitchen again, but it's hot as balls in New Jersey, and uh, you know the other room doesn't have the air conditioner in it. This one does, so. Awesome. So a couple quick shout outs before we sign out here. Incredible win by Justin Wetzel on Friday night. uh, Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, 
one of the most complete MMA performances across the board I have seen this year. Uh, so mad props to him getting the finish win over Askar Askar, a uh, UFC signee. So that should be looking really good for Justin Wetzel's mm-hmm. uh, immediate future. And we missed uh, giving props to Bobby Nash, who, what was it, three weeks ago now, uh, yep. picked up a early first round finish of his opponent and moves on to the final of the XFC Grand Prix. So props to those guys. We look forward to talking to them again in the future and uh, and looking forward to them getting the opportunities that they've uh, worked their way to get. Again, fans can always check us out at allaccessmma.com for our video podcast. As far as following us, you can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, on Twitter at MMAHawk21, also on Instagram at MMAHawk21. You can follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter and Carbeerzal on Instagram and old head carb on Twitch. How's the video game going, Ed? Uh, I haven't been playing. It's too hot in that room. All right. Well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> there it is. Just uh, Jersey. Well, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be balls hot here pretty soon uh, across the board for both of us. So, Ed, I'll uh, I'll keep you in touch as I travel into the 110 degree weather of hey. uh, the Arizona Valley. <laughs> and, stay uh, safe man i mean it's i'm sure it's not gonna it's not as bad the thing is uh you know they say it's not the heat it's the humidity and i've, I've that saying has to have originated in this region because when i'm in your neck of the woods and it's 110 degrees it sure as hell don't feel like this yeah no it's humidity is the bitch that's why florida yeah. is uh not necessarily <laughs> on my uh, on my radar constantly but uh anyways everybody thank you for listening and have a great rest of the week and uh Massive weekend of action to talk next week. Yep. Enjoy all of the fights. <laughs> all right. Ed Carbajal for MyMMANews.com speaking with Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy, who is uh, going to be pretty busy on Friday night uh, with, the, with the Phoenix tournament. Jillian, thank you so much for taking the time to, to do this, especially on the, the week of. No problem. Thank you for having me on. So one of the one of the things I have to say, uh, I mean, I think folks should know is just like your your interactions with fans on social media, um, and uh, just like overall with the sport is 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 one thing that so folks that aren't following you should definitely give you a follow um, on your social media account uh, on Twitter, especially because I know you're really active on there. I mean, you drop a lot of knowledge just about uh, when fights are happening. You're usually watching along with a lot of folks too, so. Um, I mean, uh, you have a lot of you have a lot of support uh, from doing that interaction, and I know Invicta just announced uh, was it yesterday or the day before that they're going to let fans vote on the. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering. <laughs> so do you think all that is is going to kind of pay off in the ma- in the results of those the voting or? I mean, I don't I don't really know how I feel about that. Honestly, mm. it, it's like mixed. Um... Like, in one sense, I'm like, it's definitely pretty cool because it gets more, you know, fan interaction. It gets people, like, talking about it, like, into mm-hmm. it. But then the other side of it, it becomes, like, that side of it where it's, like, a popularity contest. Um, and I'm like, that just brings you back to, like, high school days. And it's like, all right, does it really – does it really make sense for, like, making good fights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but, I mean, you're going to be fighting different people, you know, if it works out the way that – every fighter probably wanted to right. but um you actually have experience with a couple of uh the the people other other women on the on the tournament so i mean do you think that 
I know the press release said that Delboni was a favorite. I saw you just tweeted something that you just met her a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> night uh, when we when we arrived, I saw her in the elevator. She's definitely she's cool people. But um, I mean, I know you you fought uh, Van Zandt, and I think you fought Mahalik too before. Yep. And well, so, and now I fought the replace. Uh, well, actually, I fought Katie Perez as well, and um, I fought Marissa as well. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> I, I find that I always I thought that was weird that they they have a favorite picked out, but I'm like, well, she's a she's already experienced a lot of right. the fighters, so I mean, and do you think that gives you an edge for what's coming up? Um, I think it does because I have wins against all of them. So mm-hmm. just like from the confidence perspective, it's like okay, I know, you know, obviously, you know, it's been you know some of them it's been a few years since we fought, so like myself, like everyone's going to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you kind of know their, their style, right? You know what it feels like to be in a cage with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that, in that side of it helps. Um, but I also understand why, why they have Delbani as a, a favorite, you know, she just fought for the title. Um, mm-hmm. you know, she looked, she did well in that fight. Um, you know, the, the results were what the results were. So, yeah. you know, I kind of understand why, why things are going in that direction. Mm. By the way, excuse me if I'm drinking and, and I'm nah, I, I usually <laughs> I usually have I'm drink that's water that's uh, seltzer water, but I'm in a I'm usually in a in a in my room where I have set up to do podcasts and stuff, but I'm, I'm in Jersey and it's super hot right now, so I have to go in the room with the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway, back to you. Uh so the um you knew about this for a while. I know you were kind of keeping it uh, uh, lit on it because you couldn't say anything until they announced it. Yeah, I so... follow the rules. <laughs> some people in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did somebody else put it out before? I, I didn't. Um, badly, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, it must be somebody I'm not following yet. But yeah, um, and, and, and well, not only did they out that they were in the tournament and it was happening before it was supposed to be announced, they were calling out people that were in the tournament that we're following rules. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, um, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But um, that's funny because, I mean, you were so good about keeping it, uh, keeping it under, under wraps. And, you know, I was just like, all right, well, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you when you tell me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I, cause I, I've been with Invicta for a while and like, mm-hmm. I respect that side of it that, Hey, you know what, when they, when they let us know things, they, they tell us like, Hey, you know what? Just don't don't announce it until we let you know. Um, so I try and you know be respectful and, and you know follow the rules. Yeah, yeah, you should. So that's that's good. But um, so but when you did find out, it looks like you had uh quite enough. I mean, you had some time to get ready for something like this. I don't know if you have you ever, outside of like maybe grappling tour. Have you ever done a tournament like this before? And if um, so, like, how do you prepare for it? Um, never MMA tournaments. Um, I've done, you know, lots of grappling tournaments. Um, I mean, as far as preparation goes, my last fight was a, um, it was a title fight at 115. So, um, it, we, we went, um, it was like how Cage Fury does it is like the four rounds and if you need a fifth. So we, mm-hmm. I think four straight rounds, like hard rounds. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that was like a big prep for it. Cause that was just in December. Um, as far as training goes, I, I, I didn't train too differently. I just pushed the cardio a little bit more, maybe did more rounds. Um, mm. A couple times with sparring, I did gaps in between my rounds to feel that kind of like cool down and then pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really pushed the pace. I mean, it, it's funny you're talking about the last fight from December. I actually rewatched it this morning knowing that we were going to talk today. And um, I mean, it doesn't feel that long ago. 
So one of the questions I had were just like, how did how did you feel, you know, coming from that fight, getting ready for this one? But I mean, it is or it's it is some time past, so I would imagine you're fully recovered and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely you know took me a little bit to recover from that one because we went at it for four rounds. Um, but you know, it you know after like a month, I was like pretty much back to full training. So and um like. You know when you have a fight that set up because I know I know you fought on short notice. You fought you fought on, uh, um, you know you're used to fighting an announcement to fight one opponent. You know you have several here that you don't know who it's going to be. You know obviously until, until it could change up. I mean depending on who wins and how right. things move along. So like I'm just wondering like does that add any? Uh, I mean again you you fought some of them some of the other fighters on on the card already. But like how do you just how do you get ready for something like that? Like, I mean, how do mentally, how do you, how do you look ahead or do you just try to be in the moment as much as you can? Um, so the, I mean, the, the mental focus that I did for this one, as far as um, like opponents and things like that is mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you're going to watch film on, on everybody that's in the, in the tournaments, you have an idea. Um, but mainly it was just focusing on like what I was going to do, what, okay, this is what my game plan needs to be regardless of what the, who the opponent is and, mm-hmm. you know, how to execute that regardless of what their style is. It's funny. You're make, you just reminded me, I remember one time, this was a year, a long time ago, um, back when pride was still around, they interviewed, um, uh, Wanderlei Silva about like fight preparation. And they asked him about, you know, whether or not he watches tape on his opponents and things like that. And he said, no, I just train to be ready to, you know, that way I can just react when, when it, when the fight happens right? and know that I have, I have all my t- tools and cardio ready. Um, is that pretty much your point of view for, for the 11th? Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, and I, I kind of like, like, necess- you know, a little bit of the side of it of not really knowing maybe who you're fighting um, because it, it takes away the aspect of, like, overthinking of what that person might do or, oh, mm. they do this, they do that. Well, that's not in play here. It's, mm. well, what am I going to do? Yeah. What do you think is, um, I I mean, in my opinion, as, as an out-of-shape old, you know, <laughs> overweight guy, but, I mean, you know, from, from what I know and, 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 you know, other fighters I've talked to, I would imagine for this type of scenario – Cardio would be the, the uh, biggest focus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you have to be able to, you know, you only have the first two rounds, you only have five minutes to do what you need mm-hmm. to do. Um, so, you know, it's going to be fast paced. Mm. I mean, I, I wonder how, um, I mean, you, you'll find out, I guess, on, on, on when, you, when you fight that night. But, I mean, it's just like how much you have to come, because uh, every round is going to be like a first round. <laughs> so yep. it's like it's like I mean you have to come out with uh I mean it's either excuse excuse my language but it's either you know like balls to the wall or swinging yep. for the fence or whatever you know because <laughs> you want to get a finish as early as you can obviously to be fresher and, and ready for the next one is is that pretty much what you're expecting from the other opponents? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be and I mean it's atom weights right so atom weight fights mm-hmm. have to be more fast paced anyway. Um, and now with, you know, a short time to get something done, um, I think it's, I think it's going to be very fast paced. So, uh, I mean, what, what's your take on, uh, on people calling favorites and stuff like that? I mean, I, I feel like something like this, it's hard to, to choose a favorite, uh, in this type of format. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a different type of format, right? Um, mm-hmm. and it's literally a one round, five minutes. 
So anything can happen, right? One takeout, right? One small mistake. Um, you know, you get you get clipped hard, right? Um, anybody can do that. Um, mm-hmm. That's so I, I don't necessarily think that you know skill is going to come into play to some degree, but mm-hmm. you know the the like the least favorite person can easily beat the the, the favorite um, mm-hmm. in a one in a one in one round, right? In five minutes. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to you know definitely be interesting how things play out. Um, and uh, preparing for it during the times that we're in now with the COVID situation, I know some some people are are opening things up or whatever depends on where you're at. But for you, I mean, you you fought in December, you fought you're, you're fighting now. Um, like how how difficult has it been? Difficult to get ready for all these fights in during recent you know with everything going on or. Like I know you're quarant- you're in quarantine right now. Like how frustrating is it? And just can you speak on that? Yep. Um. I mean, the, as the, this fight getting ready for it wasn't wasn't too much different at all. Um. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm based in New York, so you know we've definitely had the toughest time with things kind of coming back to some level of like normalcy and being able to train and do things. But this fight, things were pretty, you know, pretty much back to back to par, back to where they needed to be. Um, December, that one was a little bit trickier because we were still, you know, under uh, like strict standards and and Mm. rules that we had to follow as far as the things we could do. Um, Mm. But we made it work. We found ways to kind of do it. It was actually interesting. It was like a lot more like, uh, like one-on-one training instead of like training with like, like a a group of teammates and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, like I said, it was pretty much back to, to normal fight camp. Um, and as far as like being in quarantine like the week before, um, it's not for me. It's not that much of a difference because fight week I tend to kind of like keep to myself a lot, like you know, stay in the room, like chill out, mm. you know, go get my supplies, stuff like that. But you know, I'm not like running around doing all this stuff. So I'm like, eh, it's not that different. I'm okay with it. So is that? I mean, uh, so now a couple fun questions for you. So with the quarantine and everybody finding something to uh, occupy their minds and stuff like that, and what is your uh, like? What's your go-to uh, quarantine time passing? Like, I mean, do you binge watch something? You read, you read stuff. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you get into? I lay in the bed and sleep. <laughs> hey, that's good too. Especially, yeah, and uh, like aimlessly scroll my phone. So, uh, where do you come up with? Because uh, you often tweet out randomly these ideas for OnlyFans, but with something. Like, where do you come up with these remixes of OnlyFans ideas? Oh, that's just like glimpse into my brain. <laughs> the <laughs> random things that happen. Um, and uh, there's, uh, I mean, uh, I, I can't think of the, on uh, Instagram and like, uh, I think she does on TikTok too. A girl does like a OnlyPans thing. So she does, it's like all little <laughs> different things, like her cooking, but it's like funny and she makes it like you know, like jokingly provocative. So that kind of like spun it off a little bit too. I was like, this is really funny. <laughs> let's yeah. just have some like, <laughs> let's kind of play off of this a little bit on Twitter. Yeah, I know. Cause a lot of the ones you put out are pretty funny too. That's why I said, I got to <laughs> ask her about that. Um, but um, other than that, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, that's it for me. I think I've got all my questions as far as the tournament is. I mean, it's uh, June 11th on access TV and I think it's on YouTube as well. Right. Yes, yeah, they're streaming on YouTube because not everyone has access, um, especially mm-hmm. out in Long Island. Um, I know, you know, a lot of the, some of the cable providers don't don't have it, so it works yeah. out. So now everybody still could watch it. Yeah, no, I don't have it. That's all. That's how I'm watching it. But um, 
Uh, good luck to you. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know you're not going to disappoint. If you have any sponsors or anything, I and mean, put your social out there for folks uh, to uh, build up your following, by all means, go right ahead. Yep. Um, thank you for having me on the show, by the way. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at, and Twitter at Lionheart Show. Um, I want to thank my coaches at Ring Sport Muay Thai and Long Island MMA and my manager, Jason Adams. And all my sponsors that have been kind of with me for years at this point, um, always supporting me. We got Seek Chick. We got Guard What's Yours. We got Receptra, CBD. Um, we got Fighter Alias. We got Roger Mitterling. We got Donna Moore. Um, blah, 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 blah. I know I am forgetting people, um, and I apologize, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So make sure you tune in. Uh, Friday, June 11th, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Access TV and uh, YouTube if you don't have access. Um, Lionheart Joe. Oh, I, re- I remember somebody, I forgot, Swole House Meals. <laughs> they are awesome. They're actually fueling me up this week. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, well, good luck to you, Jillian. All right, thank you. Bye. All right. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions. And the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, Thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe... uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.